Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle, commonly known as RMT himself. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the Bears-Packers matchup that we all knew was coming, you know, Bears-L. Uh, but apparently, Rodgers still owns us. He still owns the Bears. In case Bears fans didn't know, he owns us. And there's really, there's really an argument to that uh, as the Packers stick down the Bears down the stretch. Um, it's just the outcome that we all knew was inevitable, but we still ride. We still fucking ride. Uh, bear down. Uh, but Rodgers still owns us. He made it clear after he scored the rushing touchdown on Sunday. Uh, but what's new? Somebody else owning the Bears. Uh, better than uh, Virginia over there. I'd rather see how Rodgers own us than Virginia. You know, the Caskies need to hit the road. I'd love to see Rodgers own the Bears. I, I, I'm down for that. Um, but we'll talk some some other NFL as well. Uh, some intriguing games on Sunday. Uh, but we're also going to talk some NBA as the Bulls are officially back, winning their first season opener in six years. First time we've been over five hundred since twenty seventeen. Uh, so big milestone uh, after beating the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday uh, in a barn burner uh, up in the Motor City. Um, and of course we have the RMT favorite segment on the show the Fickner Cup fantasy podcast uh it's an upper grab league right now um you'll trade your right nut for a win uh and so it's getting down to the nitty-gritty there's lots to talk about in the fantasy world let's get to it so I want to hop right into the Bears Packers um it's kind of funny because this is probably the most I've watched uh a Bears game this season. I've watched play more Packers games because I always have money on the pack or they're just always on red zone. Um, Scott Hansen loved himself some long-haired Rodgers. But the Bears, you know, they're, they're always on the side TV. You know, we have the red zone on the big screen. And, you know, side screen has the Bears game on. But it's always, like, a weird game. Like, the Bears are either, like, killing a team, like the Lions or Bengals, and then almost blow it. Or they're just, you know, getting destroyed. Um, so this game, you know, was quite a surprise because the Bears hung, you know, hung around longer than I thought. But we all knew what was going to happen, you know, down the stretch. It was going to be Rodgers' time. Uh, Rodgers always has his way with the Bears. And it's just one of those things where he's just, you know, he's only lost a couple times to the Bears his whole career. Um, so, you know, props to him for, you know, just getting it done day in, day out. No matter, you know, it. It's one of those, like, historic rivalries that, you know, it doesn't really matter what team is, you know, where they're at. It's always going to be one of those close games. Uh, so, the, you know, the environment's always going to be there. Uh, and, and, and Rogers takes it to us. He, he's all business. He wants to beat the Bears uh, just as much as anybody else. 
Um, and so when he scored that rushing touchdown and said, I still own you, you know, to the woman that was flipping him off, you know, I I love that type of, you know, uh, you know, I wouldn't say sportsmanship. It's not sportsmanship, but, you know, that type of response, you know, he's, he, he's fired up, you know, and if, if someone's giving you the bird, you just score a touchdown on him, you're the best quarterback in the league, you're just like, hey, fuck off, I, I own your ass, and, you know, it's all fun. Uh, you know, I don't mind that, you know, people, some people would be pissed off, it's like, bro, like, chill out, like, you're hitting us while you're, you know, you know, there's some Bears fans out there that talk so much shit, um, that just, you know, they jinx us so bad, because every time we win a couple games, they say we're back, as a Bears fan, you just gotta accept that it's the Packers' time right now, and that hopefully in the time to come, it will be, uh, the Bears, but at the time, it's, it's the Packers' division, it always has been for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, so, you know, the Bears are going to be good at some point. Um, this year, it's kind of a weird year because, well, now Fields is playing. But, you know, but at first there was the whole Dalton Fields controversy. Nagy sucks. Nagy still sucks. Don't get me wrong. Nagy still sucks. But that's, you know, that's kind of wind, winding down just a little bit. But hopefully, you know, that's good. I don't want the noise. I just want to see Fields play. Whatever happens, happens. He's he's the type of talent where three years down the line, you know, give him a star wide receiver. Um, we'll be in business. And, you know, defense looks okay. You know, better than okay. Good. But, you know, Bears have high expectations for defense. They need them, you know, to win games. It's tough when they're on the field the whole game and your offense is last in the league in passing. Uh, so we'll see. The Bears have, you know, the, the second toughest schedule, I think. In the league, so we'll see how the rest of the season goes. You know, being three and three right now, uh, can't really complain. Uh, we could easily be well. You know, we could easily be the other way and be four and two or five and one. But you know, it's a lot of ifs. Uh, but ultimately, Rogers took it to us once again. Needs to get a haircut though. You know, at first I wasn't minding his long hair, but then once now it you know just creeping out of that helmet the whole time. It just kind of like it's like, dude, you're so shaggy. Get a trim. Get a trim, Aaron. You know, we're all waiting for it. But ultimately, Packers going to be favorites, you know, to come out of the NFC or one of them at least, uh, especially when the division is theirs. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Um, with how bad the Bears division is this year. Um, but, you know, we'll see how many more years left the Packers have with him. You know, the Packers need to make it to Super Bowl, I think, for Rodgers to stay. Uh, so that'd be a storyline down the stretch uh, if they don't make it to where they want to. You know, where will he end up? You know, the Rodgers sweepstakes, you know, maybe he'll just retire. I don't know. So a lot's going to happen in the last, you know, part of the season. Or, I mean, there's still a lot of season left. But, you know, the second half of the season to next year of where the Rodgers sweepstakes will land. Um, but ultimately, fuck the pack. Bears, is, it, it's going to be your time sooner or later. It's going to be. It's time to dive into some bulls. Uh, huge win yesterday. Over the Pistons, uh, I actually had to work during the game, of course, you know, what's new here, uh, but I was able to, you know, I had a half an hour break, so I, I was able to see the second unit for the Bulls to start the second quarter. It did not look good. It did not look good. I think the Bulls scored like 14 points in the first quarter. You know, this is versus a Pistons team that doesn't have their number one overall pick in Cade Cunningham, so it's a team, you know, that, you know, striving with Kelly Olenek that we just have to beat. We can't lose to Kelly Olenek. On the first game of the season. It was a must-win game. Uh, and Levine was awesome down the stretch. And, you know, there's no surprise there that Levine is the talking point. But he's he's the real deal. We need him 
to reach our playoff expectations. DeRozan didn't really impress me yesterday. Not a lot. Of, hopefully he's just rusty because his touch around the rim was god-awful. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with him. Lonzo had moments where he looked okay. You know, some bad turnovers down the stretch, though. He The problem with Lonzo is that he's so, like, even-keeled that it's like it pisses you off when he makes a mistake and you're like, oh, he's just walking back. I mean, he obviously cares. But he did make some bonehead plays down the stretch uh, with that three in the corner. I don't know why he's trying to shoot that. Just dribble it out. Um, Caruso, I loved. You know, not the best offense before. I mean, he did knock down a three. Uh, but he was diving all over the place. That's the energy we need on this team. I think Caruso is an awesome addition for the Bulls. He's kind of like that spark plug, that glue guy. You need a glue guy. He's definitely in running from Definitely going to get a Caruso jersey. I've been talking about it. Yesterday proved to me. I'm getting a jersey. I'm getting a freaking... Elks Caruso jersey. It's going to be sexy. Need to replace that Wendell. I cannot be rocking that Wendell Carter jersey anymore. It's just, it's drades. It's drades, drades, drades. I just can't be seen. It's embarrassing. He sucks. You know, someone that's going to trade to Orlando Magic, like, can't have that jersey. That's the wrong, ultimately wrong choice uh, for me getting that jersey. I don't know why I got Wendell. Uh, but he was sexy at the time when he was a rookie. Never really panned out. Um, but, you know, Vucevic, Lonzo, or, Vucevic, Levine, uh, I love that combo. Vucevic with a double-double and a quarter. You know, he even looked, you know, a little rusty, but, like, you know, he was getting boards. He's getting buckets. Uh, no complaints for me. You know, he had a couple nice pick-and-pop. You know, he's been nailing that shot all day long. Um, but, like I said before, the Bulls played the Pistons yesterday, got the dub. They play the Zionless Pelicans tomorrow, who just got slapped, um, or clapped, I should say. By the Sixers without Simmons. And then the Bulls got the Pistons again at the UC on Saturday. So back-to-back home games for the Bulls. Would love to see them coming out of this as 3-0. Uh, or at least 2-1. and uh, But th- th- these are teams at the bottom of the barrel that you got to get dubs on early in the season. Every win counts, especially you know down the stretch. So can't play footsie with these teams. Take it two and Bulls. Um, I'm, I'm liking the energy, though. The offense wasn't there at first, but the Bulls were scrappy down the stretch. They were playing hard. You love to see that as an organization. That's always been a problem with the Bulls, uh, besides Joe Keem, that our energy tends to fade. People get salty. But I like this. Levine seems happy, and that's the biggest key, uh, is he thinks this team with, with these new additions are going to be something. It's been one game, so, you know, stay humble. But it's exciting to be over five hundred. as I said, for the first time in four years, winning our first season opener in the millennium. So, times are good right now as a Bulls fan. Let's keep it rolling this weekend. Riddle's Rant of the Week. A Riddle's Rant of the Week. I'm taking it to the Seahawks-Steelers game. First off, on this was on Sunday night. What a gross game for a Sunday night game. You got gross Big Ben that's just fumbling all over the place. You had a depleted Seahawks team, uh, which is where the rant comes in with their coach, Pete Carroll. Unfortunately, just a legend of the game. He's always there. I hate seeing him happy on the side. He's always freaking happy. He's always jumping around, smiling, clapping. Like, But it's one of those like happiness that's just, like, annoying because if you're the opposite team, you're seeing this old guy just like jump around, like all happy, clapping over every single call. Um, you see, he's definitely just like, you know, he's full of it, man. He He's always been full of it since USC. Uh, just seems like such a shady guy. Like, oh, Mr. 
good guy, but you know he's up to bad news behind the scenes. Uh, maybe he's fine now, but I would love to get into Pete Carroll's past, you know, un- undercover the shit out of him because there's some, he's just, he's, there's something about him that just rubs you the wrong way. Like, he hates seeing Pete Carroll win. He always seems to win, or at least, you know, he always seems to be right there. And he's, you know, he's so old. He's like in his 70s now. He looks good for being in his 70s, I will say. Uh, but ultimately, just seeing him jump around after they recover that fumble from Roethlisberger, ultimately getting the loss, so he how he deserve it. He's always, he's always clapping. I'm sure teams hate him, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's my spiel. Fuck you, Pete Carroll. Retire. Chief or Spotlight of the Week. My G4 spot of the week. I'm taking it to the Dallas Cowboys against the New England Patriots. Fuck you, Cole. Fuck you, Cole Nader. Last leg of the parlay, the Dallas Cowboys. What a wild game that was. Uh, Went from balcony to the train to back to humanity. I mean, when when Dallas got that pick six at the end of the game, I thought thought it was over. I was celebrating. Little did I know Mac Jones... Had other ideas. 75-yard touchdown on the very next play. Um, I'm just an awful defensive play by Trayvon Smith. I mean, gets a pick and then has awful read. Uh, and basically runs into his teammate. Uh, easy run or easy you know, catch and run for the Pats. Um, that hurt. But then here comes Dak. You know, leads him down to a field goal. Greg Zerline irks it in. Gets the job done in overtime. Game-winning touchdown to City Lamb. Dak Prescott... If healthy, has a chance to win the MVP this year. Uh, love what he has brought, you know, back to Dallas after his injury. Uh, and Dallas might be one of the teams to beat, uh, along with the Packers in the NFC. Five and one right now, looking really good. Uh, biggest biggest question is, can Dak stay healthy throughout the whole season? That's always been his problem. Uh, so we will see. Because you know what happens to the Cowboys once they lose Dak, it's over. Uh, and with all those weapons, it would be a shame to see. You know, some shitty redhead like Dalton take the job in Dallas. So let's hope for Dak's health. Honestly, I have no ill will against the Cowboys. America's team. I'll be out. I'll be on America's team this year. Whatever. I'll take it. Uh, lots, lots of time to see how Dallas you know grows as a unit this year. But I think they're going to be in until the end of Dak's healthy. My flick of the week this week. I'm taking it to an HBO classic that is back for season three. Succession. Uh, if you haven't seen Succession, uh, it's it's one of those shows where it, it took me a little bit to get into it. Uh, not a lot of it's not an action show, but there is action. You know, not like the fighting sense, uh, but but verbally, um, it's about this this company uh, which is owned by Logan Roy, uh, and he you know he's older. He's kind of like you know you think like right away you know, he's he's kind of his, he's not on his deathbed, but he almost is. You know, he seems like he's getting. You know, he's ready to pass down the company, um, you know, to one of his children. So he has two two kids, uh, Shiv and Roman, both kind of like sleazy. Uh, they're older, you know, they're you know, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, and it's just like, kind of just like this family that, you know, has so much power. Uh, and they kind of just, you know, are always getting into shit. You know, and there's, sorry, there's not two children, there's three children, Kendall Roy, uh, who's the third children or third child? Who's you know, kind of a sleaze ball too, but kind of you know, 
his dad's always, you know, kind of ashamed of him because he never, you know, can stand up for himself, that type of thing. You know, he's not a man, per se. So everyone's trying to get that power. It's just a show of power. You know, who gets it? You know, there's the storylines of who's going to get the company. There's also, you know, people are trying to, you know, screw each other over, you know, even though they're family. So lots of plot lines always going on. Um, the government always trying to, you know, see if, you know, what they're up to. So a lot of scandals, a lot of betrayal. Awesome show, Succession. Gotta check out season three. But if you haven't watched it, obviously start from the beginning. You'll race through to season three. It is now time for my favorite segment on RMT. It's not just my favorite segment. It's the world's favorite segment. Right? Let's not get that confused here. It's not just me here. It's it's, it's not me holding all the cards here. Right, I do hold some cards. Hopefully an ace. Um, but it's... It's up to you guys to decide the deck that I hold in this world. But it's time for the Fickner Cup. I didn't, you know, last week I went on a ramble about random dudes. And I might just do it again. Where are you at, Chuck Palmer? Where are you at? What league are you in? Quinn Comrie, I love you. But what are you up to? Where have you been? You've disappeared off this earth. You say you're a Bulls fan, huh? You say you are a Bulls fan. Where have you been? I haven't seen you in years. I haven't seen you in years. Don't make me bring up Gil Martin again. Don't make me bring up the Martin twins. I I don't want to hear any of it. I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to. I don't want to hear about your league. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Dave Ranky? Nope. Stop it, Dave. Stop it, Dave Ranky. I don't want your basketball tips. All right? Just show me the money. Show me where the money is, Dave. Maybe little Dan Ranky sunshine. I miss the Dan Ranky Yokeem days. You know, his free throws. You know, we used to call him Yokeem. Little Joakim, no free throw. Little Joakim. I love doing those. You know, this is just like, it's it's my pod. It's my freaking pod. All right. RMT decides what the rules are. And I'm, I'm making the rules right now. I'm making them very clear. You guys all know what the rules are. You know what the rules are. Just give me the keys. Let me unlock the door. With the keys right now. But let's bring it into wild, wild fixed season so far this year. Uh, pretty much up for grabs at this point. Uh, don't know where my life stands. Currently don't know where my life stands. I don't know where I'm going, where, what the plan is. But we're here. We're here right now. Uh, and we're here to go over end of week six matchups. Uh, going into... Week 7 power rankings and predictions. Uh, and so here we go. Uh, and we're going to start off with my own team here. The Sukun Saloons taking on Cats Conundrum. Ugly matchup here. Saloons only mustering out 64 points. Losing 98 to 64. It was a toilet bowl. It was the freaking toilet bowl. Uh, and it just sucks to be a part of. You know, falling to 2-4. and four, Conundrum's moving to 5-1. and one. Uh, people are, you know, are talking that the conundrums are pretenders uh, because they, you know, have a lot of points, you know, probably the fewest points against in the league. But wins are wins. You can't, you know, it's not his fault that he's, you know, playing shit teams all the time. Um, and so we'll see where the conundrums fall. He keeps mustering out these wins. Saloons, the saloons are struggling. You know, we, we got two wins in a row. We got back to two and three, but we are now, you know, two and four uh, going into must win territory. Uh, nearing the halfway mark of the season. Um, but ultimately, a lot of work left. 
to be done for the saloons and the conundrums. Um, interested to see where we fall the next few weeks. Bordito Mussolini, Tingan, MMC, Minneapolis, Mike Caputo's, Nick Fernando, getting the huge dub, uh, almost doubling up Bordito, one forty two to eighty six. Both teams now at three and three, so it was a huge win for Minneapolis. Getting back to that five hundred, I'm telling you, he's all over the map. Goes from five to eight to a higher power ranking now. I mean, he's all over the place. You love to see a dangerous, dangerous team come playoff team. We have Titays taking the fat L from Krusty Clams. Holman finally getting that win that he needed, 140 to 117. It it was a team effort from the Krusties. You know, they've been battling all season, haven't been able to catch a break, uh, but finally putting up numbers and not... You know, taking the L for it. So, good for Holman. You know, he's riding that wave. He's right where he wants to be. His team is good. He's 2-4. and four. You know, watch out for Holman. He just needs, you know, he's one game back of that last playoff spot. He's just where he is every season. Nothing new for the Clams. Kuhn losing two in a row. Is he losing a spunk or can he get up, you know, back on track next week? We will see. Um, huge matchups coming up. The Commissioner taking out Team Cartons. 145 to 122. We have a big announcement about the curtains coming up soon. I will get to that when I get to the power rankings. Uh, but the commissioner getting a much needed win after fu- you know losing his last two curtains five in a row now. You know it needs to be done, uh, Mr. Curtains. He knows. We all know. Uh, but ultimately, huge win for the commissioner. Curtains in desperation mode. And the last matchup here, Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun taking on McGee's Human Centipede, getting the huge dub, 128-100, to pushing Pastovic to 4-2 and in this league and moving McGee's to 2-4. and Just can't muster that, that second one in a row. You know, they always go back to the locker room um, and get that dub. Then, the, you know, the train falls off the, you know, on the track. So how can McGee's find that, find that consistency to make that playoff run? Along with Dan Fernando's, you know, Taking it to, um, you know, Nasser. I mean, four and two now. Three-game winning streak for big ticket. He's horny. He's horny, horny, horny. He was sad, and now he's horny. He's just taking what he knows how to do um, and putting it into first gear. Pastorovic, a force to be reckoned with in this year's league. How far will he go? He's not thinking about this year. Let's take to the power rankings here. So... Week 7 power ranking, so end of week 6, start of week 7 power rankings. We start for number 10, and we have an announcement here. Team Curtains has made a formal name change here. He is now going back to his roots. He is now Team Cough Daddy. Cough Daddy is back. He says, enough of this shit. Enough of this shit. I'm tired of the curtains. Not my jam. I'm 1-5. and five. What can I do? And... and and then he's just sit, taking what I said last week. Is it the name change? Was it the raw? He, he's going back to his roots. He's going back to his stopping grounds. Cough Daddy is here to make a run. And number nine, we have yours truly, Sukun Saloons, dropping a couple spots in the power rankings from seven. Uh, just not getting it done last week. A, a measly 64 points. This is not going to get it done in any league. An ugly performance. Need, need to step it up before it's too late. And number eight, we have... Mike Nasser, uh, Nasser falling two spots from number six last week. 
Uh, huge loss to Mistovic. You know, rivalry week. Needed a dub there. Wasn't able to get it done. Needs a rebound next week. And number seven. We have Mr. Ethan Holman, Krusty Clams himself, moving up from number nine to number seven. Uh, Holman with a huge win over Big Daddy Coon. Uh, you know where Holman needs to go to get this done. You know where he needs to go. He needs some beefy town. He loves himself some beefy town. Get some beefy town. Better serve it up because it's going down next week, Mr. Holman. And number six, we have Boydito Mussolini uh, dropping two spots from number four uh, in week six. You know, losing head-to-head uh, to MMC, uh, who is the number five spot. MMC taking that number five, going from number eight to number five. I told you he makes wild jumps. Uh, let's see where it ends up next week. Um, but not on number five, Boydito number six. We got... Big Sam Titays at number four, dropping, you know, after being number one for the majority of the season, he has now dropped to number four after losing his last two weeks. Uh, can't be dropped, you know, can't be having losing streaks in this league. He's going to need to pick it up if he wants to be back in the mix. Uh, at number three, we have Big Ticket himself, Nick Pastuvic, all the way back in the top three in the power rankings. Uh, he's gone all over the map as well, uh, but he is here to stay. Will he sustain the success down the stretch? At number two, we have Mr. Luke Boyd, the commissioner, uh, rising a spot in the power rankings. Uh, getting back on track after losing two in a row. Uh, feels good for him putting up a hefty 140 on Mr. Coughlin. Um, which also makes Mr. Kleinhands back on top of the power rankings. This might be... Um, you know, this this is gonna piss some people off. Pastovic was already voicing his concern how really that can't put conundrums in number one. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to, but he's the only five and one team remaining. Um at, at the end of the day, if you're five and one and you're and someone else is four and two, you're gonna be above that player despite your points for. Um but don't worry, you know, it gets dicey. It was if conundrums loses, he will drop. He will drop, but he is number one for the time being. He's holding on for dear life. He's a fringe number one, but he ultimately is the week seven number one team in the Fickner Power Rankings. Predictions for week seven. Let's get right into it. Um, Poydito taking on McGee's Human Centipede. Um, McGee's projected, you know, I don't think Poydito has everyone playing yet. You know, he needs to pick up some more guys. Uh, I'm, I'm taking McGee's in this matchup. Um, McGee's, you know, he's been off and on all year. Uh, but I see him getting a bounce back win against uh, a Bordido team that didn't put up a lot of numbers last, you know, last week. Gonna be a grindhouse, but I see McGee's eking out a win at the end. Tite's taking on MMC. I'm loving MMC in this matchup. Uh, Tite's uh, seems to be trending downward right now. Uh, let's see if he gets his full lineup set uh, before this weekend. Uh, but MMC, um, I see cruising to an easy dub, taking him to four and three. Um, Sukun Saloons taking on the Krusty Clams in the Holman. Two, two, and four teams going at it. It's a must-win game for both. Krusty Clams, huge favorites in this in this matchup. That's why we take the money lines. It's why we take the underdog money line. We're taking the saloons in this. Um, plus 340. Uh, projected to lose, but, you know, hopefully the line drops a, a little bit before game time. I'm taking the saloons and an upset victory here. The Commissioner taking on the Conundrum. Huge matchup here. 
A battle of one and two teams in the power rankings. The commissioner looking to get back on top. I'm taking the commissioner in this one. Uh, I don't see the conundrums eking out another win. Um, the conund- or the commissioners looked good last week. I, I see them keeping it rolling in fairly easy fashion. Um, and the last matchup here, we have big ticket Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun taking on the newly additioned name change, Team Cough Daddy. Uh, and we're riding the name change. We're taking Team Cough Daddy. He won't want me to take him this week, but I picked against him last week, and it didn't help his cause. So five-game losing streak is going to come to an end. Team Cough Daddy is getting the dub, and that's all there is to it. Fickner Daddy, out. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Fall season is you know, officially here. Weather's starting to get shitty. Uh, enjoy the indoors. Get some games on. Get those blankets on. Get that wine bumping. A little booze, booze. All right? You guys deserve it. Take the weekend off. Enjoy the sports. I love you guys. Real daddy. Got to go to work. I'll see you guys next week. I love you all. Real Daddy out.